Uh, joining us now, one of our favorites, an always incredibly thoughtful guest. I always learn a little bit about the game and just enjoy talking with him. A broadcaster with Denver, with the Broncos, former Super Bowl champ. It is Ryan Harris. Ryan, thanks so much for joining the show today. Matt, great to be with you, my friend. Yeah, so let's, you know what, um, I was going to start with Sean Payton. I was going to talk about what the two weeks are leading up to the Super Bowl. But we'll, we'll start here. Your, your thoughts on the news. Uh, Tom Brady retiring. I love how he did it. Um, it's amazing, too. I think people are missing a lot how much athletes are starting to control their content, right? I mean, whether it's Deion Sanders or Tom Brady, I love the way he did it. Um, it was great to see emotion, too, from him. It is tough, man. I mean, when I retired, I did it on air of the radio show I was on at the time, and I even got choked up. I mean, you talk about this is, as a kid, your dream, and for Tom Brady, he could still play. And when I retired, I could still play. So you know you're quitting for the first time. And it just – the words don't sound like, hey, I'm quitting. They sound like, hey, I'm retiring. It's done. So I hope he finds happiness, and, and I hope his family's going to be great together still as well. So – Happy for him and just the greatest athlete in NFL history. I mean, such a fierce competitor. It was an honor to, to beat some of the teams he was on, but also to just hear his voice on the field and hear him call out numbers because he likes the, the play calls, and he was just magnificent. And, and he made everybody in the NFL better, Matt. I mean, he's a 199th oh, yeah. pick. You want to walk, in, walk into your coach and say, hey, I wasn't a first-round pick. So he gave everybody who played the game hope as well. And he gave uh, every athlete who maybe doesn't have a ripped six-pack hope as well. Nothing better than the video. Of, there's nothing better than Tom Brady at uh, at uh, during those workouts. Always, always funny. Hey, by the way, your when you went on to win Super Bowl Fifty, you beat Brady. Uh, your Broncos beat the Pats in the regular season. Ended that AFC Championship game that year as well. First time it had ever been done against a Bill Belichick Patriot team at that point and uh and it wasn't it wasn't for a lack of trying by tom brady he made some amazing <laughs> throws um but you know and you talk about you know he wasn't the biggest six-pack i mean that's good for kids to see these days right i mean any kid that asks me like what do i got to do to play football i say go listen to tom brady's interview with howard stern he talks about how at, at michigan he turned three reps into six reps and six reps into nine reps and then he was able to play and he did the same thing again and in this world of hey, I want to be paid, I want to be the best, look out, here I am. I mean, here's the ultimate champion, willing to work. And then the best thing about him, Matt, every teammate I had that played with him, he knows everybody's name. He went and introduced himself to people on their first day. I mean, bosses don't do that in many of the companies that we all work at. And, and that's what made Tom Brady different as well. He knew that it didn't matter how good he was, his team had to be great, and his guys had to believe in him as a person in addition to the player. How important is that, uh, as a guy like yourself who's an offensive lineman, how important is that, was that for you as a position that, that you believed that the quarterback respected every member of the offense, including sometimes the grunts? Well, it's, it's, you're grateful because that's what it takes, right? I mean, one of the, I look at Geno Smith, who had a fantastic regular season this year, and my biggest issue with him is his, his leadership on the field. I mean, a guy misses a throw and he's, screaming at the guy, come on, come on. And, and you can do that, but you remember Tom Brady does that coming back to the huddle, and he says things like, let's go, let's go, because he knows that that guy is capable. And then he'll throw him the ball again, right? So you're grateful because as a lineman or a tight end or the receiver not getting the ball, you know that Tom Brady still understands how much you're important to the game. 
And leaders everywhere could take a page of, of Tom Brady's book that way and need to. We are joined by Ryan Harris, former Super Bowl champ, broadcaster in Denver. And I'm curious for this. What, and we'll get to Sean Payton in a second, but what is this week like for you as players? For you, Denver beat the Patriots on January 24th. The Super Bowl was still two weeks away. What is this week like for the Chiefs and the Eagles? Well, it's ter- it's terrifying and awesome, right? Because one, ah. you're ecstatic. And you heard a lot of players say after the championship game, say, we're going to enjoy this one. Because you do. You get to enjoy it, right? For for a split second, you're not focused on the other team. You're just with your guys. You're saying, we, you know, we made it to the Super Bowl. And then now it's incredibly difficult. And it's terrifying because, one, you know, like I had 200 ticket requests when we, when we went to the Super Bowl. I didn't know 200 people that year, right? And so somebody asked me to go by their kid's kindergarten class. But the best thing that, that Gary Kubiak did for us, he said, look, we, we had our meeting the next day. He said, congratulations, and I'm going to give you the next two days off, figure out the tickets, figure out all that crap, because when you come back, I need you for 12 days. And, hell, I'll party with you after that. And he was right. So some teams go right away into pregame or into the game plan and then have those conversations. You know, that's where it's going to be really interesting to see how Nick Sirianni does things because Andy Reid and the Chiefs, they know what to do here, right? This is their third time with Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. So they know the schedule and they know how to practice red zone twice when you're there at the facility because then when you get there, Matt, I mean, I met the first day I was in Santa Clara, I met Miss, Miss Universe. I met Snoop Dogg, you know, I mean, it's just things really? that happen, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Which one was more exciting, Miss Universe or Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg, come on, Matt. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about Snoop a loop with his little hat, man. And I said, oh, what's up, Snoop? And, and I had my jersey on, he goes, what's up, 6'8"? I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's just so cool. And, and um, But there's just so much that happens the week that you're there that's totally away from football. I mean, you guys practice, but. It's just, you know, after practice, you have a 30-minute media session. Your meetings are in different rooms. So it's a little different once you get there. But this week is awesomely terrifying for players because they're now realizing, you know, who's going to come to the Super Bowl? Who's not? You know, they're $1,800 tickets, Matt. Who do you love? Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So okay. it's oh, wait, a lot wait, wait. that happens, and a lot that happens quick. Ryan, I have so many follow-ups to this. First, do you think Snoop Dogg actually knew your name or was just clever by saying 6'8"? Clever. He saw that. He saw the jersey, man. And yeah, that, I didn't care. He'd call me. No, of course you want. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg. I'm talking of, to him. Of course. Second question: Did you just drop a little old school reference there by saying Snoop a Loop and the little hat? Come Did on. you just do a little Will Ferrell? Come on, little Will Ferrell, man. Makes everybody <laughs> makes everybody get it. You know, whether you like Snoop or not, you know, you know him from uh, from old school. So we got to make sure everybody's included. Absolutely. Later on, you and I can go streaking. That'll be disgusting for at least fifty percent of it. <laughs> I'm done. Um, and then, uh, and and then the other one. Do you remember? Was there one person in particular that really upset you when they asked you for tickets to the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was somebody I hadn't talked to for five years, and they wanted. Four oh, what tickets. a loser! <laughs> that is just you know, who has just, the dignity. Just, oh. People are ridiculous, you know, and. Um, <laughs> And, and you know, I, I didn't even, I, we had two kids at the time, Matt. I didn't bring my kids. So my kid was two. One of them was two, and one of them was eight months. I'm like, they're not going to remember this. I'm not spending yeah. three, three, three grand on them. Like, no way. But yeah. uh, my uncles were, were a little upset because I didn't pay for six uncles to come because it's not, Matt, just about the $1,800 ticket. And now you're responsible for, well, where are we staying? I don't know. Okay, I'll get you a team hotel. All right, well, when do we see you? And 
None of that matters. So the biggest key for all the players playing in Super Bowl Sunday from here until then, recognize distractions, get them out of the way, and get that stuff done. Absolutely. All right. God, I could go more on this, but I need to ask you the news of the day. When I heard about the deal to bring in um, to bring Sean Payton and and and, the, and they and Denver to give up a first and a second round pick, and we've seen this happen. Usually, teams that give up picks to get coaches, it works out. Mike Holmgren got Seattle to a Super Bowl. Belichick went to the Patriots. You know, there's a lot of these examples, uh, a lot of these examples out there. And I, I I don't mean for this to be harsh, but when it all breaks down to for me is this feels like a bit of an indictment on Russell Wilson. Because all I heard yesterday was Sean Payton, his job is to fix Russell Wilson. Fix Russell Wilson. If I'm Russell Wilson and I'm consuming this news, I don't think I'm exactly thrilled. It's not that I'm upset at Sean Payton, but the fact that that's what the narrative is. Well, also, though, Russell Wilson called Sean Payton earlier before the, before it was signed and, and talked to him and, and had a long phone conversation with him. And, and Russell Wilson himself has said, look, I have to be better. I know that, and I'm working on that. So the biggest key, though, Matt, is what they say when they mean, hey, Sean Payton has to fix Russell Wilson. I mean, talking to multiple people in the building, Russell Wilson just had way too much control and ultimately at the end wanted a coach. I mean, the thing that players don't tell you, we do want a coach. We want someone that sees a, sees a different perspective and pushes us beyond our capabilities. And I think he just didn't have that for the first year. And it sounds good when you're picking the plays and doing that on the field to start the season. But then when you're not getting where you want to be in the, in the division, in the playoffs, you're looking for a coach to help you out. And it's too late to go back then. So he's going to have a guy that's going to cuss him out, which all of us need sometimes. And, and that's going to help him stay focused. Not to mention whatever kind of, you know, competition they bring in into that room. I mean, Matt, about five quarterbacks in the NFL don't need competition in their in their room the other yeah. the other 20 was the other 27 they need it and and russell wilson unfortunately with that play last year he's put himself in that position and he needs some competition there behind him so he knows that there's another option if he's not playing well ryan we got to get you on soon uh every time you leave i'm like damn i, I have about 10 more questions um if people want to <laughs> listen to you people want to see you like like uh, i always you know you you give so much in terms of your uh in terms of your wisdom and perspective where can people where can people find you uh visit my website ryanharris68.com i'm on instagram ryanharris underscore 68 catch me on cbs sports hq uh, fantastic digital channel. And uh, as always, Matt, big thanks to my, my Canadian friends up there, Solomon and Dave. Hope they're staying warm up there this winter. Oh, I got to tell you, right now it's hard. We are in the dregs of it, <laughs> the dregs of it right now. But uh, but always appreciate. Thank you as always for coming on the show today, and hopefully we can chat soon. Thanks again, Matt. Peace. Take care. That is Ryan Harris, Super Bowl 50 champ broadcaster in Denver. And again, RyanHarris68.com.